this sounds cliche and kind of weird, but I can't wait until my next in, you know, quotes, arm injury. It might be something else so that I can grow closer to God. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that time of how he's going to use me through another heartbreak maybe that I have. Welcome to Along the Way. I'm John Matarazzo, your host and fellow traveler. Thank you for joining me along my way as I try to become more like Jesus every day. My journey in this Along the Way conversation connects me with Ryan and Sarah Knott, who are also known as Acoustic Truth. We met when they were in the Cornerstone Network studio for a living room concert and a real-life interview. There are links to that concert and the interview in the show notes of this podcast. Our Along the Way conversation was a lot of fun, and they share about how they met, then how God led them into a new path using their musical gifting for His glory. If your life plan seems like it has hit the wall and nothing is going right, then you are going to be blessed by Ryan and Sarah's story of God giving them a new direction together. I'll get to that in just a moment. I'm so excited whenever I find out that people all over the world are listening to this show. I pray that it blesses your life as it has mine. If you've been listening to Along the Way, you might have picked up that I was a missionary for a while. Eight years, actually, with a missionary organization called Youth with a Mission. I haven't been a full-time missionary since 2011, but I still have a huge heart for Jesus' great commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. I have been working and producing TV professionally for almost eight years now, and I have not been able to go into all the world like I used to. But that desire is still there strongly. Every time I look at my podcast host website, I can see that along the way is doing something that I can't. It is going into all the world in ways that I can't even imagine. As of this episode, along the way has been listened to in 39 countries. That blesses my heart so much because it is getting to places that I can't get to. I may never be able to visit some of these countries and cities. I am here in Pittsburgh, and a lot of you listen locally, but I also have a lot of people that are listening in the Houston, Texas area, and Virginia, Michigan, Oregon, and many other cities in the U.S. and around the world. Thank you for listening to Along the Way. I would love to hear from you. Please email me at johnalongtheway at gmail.com and let me know where you're listening from. All of my contacts are in the show notes. I look forward to hearing from you and where you're from. And now, here's my Along the Way conversation with Ryan and Sarah Knott. Well, Ryan and Sarah Knott, thank you so much for joining me along the way and allowing me to join you along your way as you're walking with the Lord. Uh, We met a few months ago when you were guests on the Real Life program, and you're Ryan and Sarah, but you're also Acoustic Truth, and uh, you did a living room concert with us, and it's... uh, it's always a pleasure to get to, to interact with the people that come onto the program. And uh, we hit it off, and uh, I wanted to have you on along the way to kind of share your story of how God has brought you to where you are. Because um, as we've talked before, Ryan, this wasn't always your plan to do music. Uh, we'll talk about some of those things uh, a little bit later. But um, I want to hear your story of how you are walking with the Lord. Yeah. Um, I would say it's a, it's a daily thing for us. You know, I think every day, um, that we have, there's just, it's a new journey, uh, where God takes us. And, you know, I think something that I've learned over, over the years is just 
putting your trust in him. And I'm sure I'll talk a lot about that today. Um, but just the fact that, I mean, he's been present in our lives my whole life. Um, he's never left us, even though there's been times where I felt like, you know, maybe there wasn't someone with us, right. That's that Mm -hmm. human side. Um, but I would just say every single day I witness him a little bit more. Um, and it's really kind of shaped the way I live my life. You know, I still have a long way to go from a, a, a Christian standpoint, a lot more to fulfill. Um, I, I need to continue to dig into the word more and more every day and, and be more Christ-like. Um, but I can just tell you that um, every every single day is a new journey for me, and mm-hmm. I'm constantly growing and, and shaping myself to the Christian and man that I want to be. That's awesome. Yeah. And I guess, um, I don't know if you want us to give like a little like backstory of who, you know, we are. I know we did a little. I would love that. Yes. Yeah. I would love that. Um, so I guess I can do a little of me and then you can go back yeah. and touch on you. Cause yeah. I think him bring up that point and it kind of goes along with your podcast that we're always just kind of growing and learning more and more. Um, as we learn more about God, we can read the same Bible verse and, you know, Holy Spirit moves in us differently and it means something else. And it means something else to us when we become a mother, it means something else to us even a day later, six hours after you, re- you know. So I think that's the neat thing about God. Um, I'd say for me personally, that resonates a lot because um, I grew up in the church. I grew up um, doing kind of double time where, you know, we learned about God in school. And then also my dad did the music. Um, he did the music at our church and he would do two services. So we go to Sunday school, we go to two church services. And, um, that's what I think put a lot of music relationship with God in my heart unknowingly, I guess I'm looking back on it during that time. What ended up happening is you get so much of this, you know, learning about God and stuff, but I didn't have that relationship. And I think that's how it is with like a lot of people. And so I knew about God. I knew I had to love him and respect him. And I had to do these things, but it was very much more like workspace, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, for me. And I still can see all along how prayers from my, both my grandmothers, they love Jesus with their heart, pray for me all the time. And I can go back and see how all those things impacted my life just from where I am to where I am now. Um, I'd say, you know, if we're getting deep into everything, I, um, I was a, I was a good kid. I did what I was supposed to do. I was very into sports too. So I played basketball. Um, and I thought, Hey, I'm in, you know, different Christian groups associated with basketball. And so I'm doing my job and I'm doing what I should be doing. And, mm-hmm. uh, and really never had a reason to not love God, you know, um, had great parents. They, they always treated me lovingly and kindly. And, and then I went to college and I was expected to just kind of walk on and play basketball. And I ended up, um, not making the team and a close friend of the family passed away who was my age and kind of shook things a little bit. Um, I was in an evolution class in college, And, you know, things were kind of, you had to kind of make or break, kind of choose what you want 
what you want to believe, what you want to put your faith in. And so I started studying a lot more and saying, Hey, this stuff is this stuff that I learned my whole life that I just accepted always. What does this mean to me? What does Mm -hmm. this actually mean? Who is Jesus? Um, and I ended up actually there, a spot opened up for doing this fellowship of Christian athletes on our campus. And the, the football coach wasn't able to lead it anymore. And I had been taping ankles then because I wasn't playing basketball. I was doing ankle taping and stuff like that um, as a work study. And um, he said, hey, Sarah, I know you're Christian. You want to lead Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So I said, okay, I'll do that. And then there was an InterVarsity group on our campus that um, that helped. Uh, there was a leader who was really influential in helping teach me how to teach other people about mm-hmm. this. And so that kind of sparked my love of giving back and talking to, um, teaching people and learning myself, learning deeper about who Jesus is. Um, which school did you go to? Uh, I went to Lake Forest College and I, I studied actually psychology and studio art. Enjoyed it a lot, but yeah, it was, that was a pivotal time in my life for saying, Hey, I really believe this stuff. What I'm saying, Ryan and I were talking about this once that sometimes our relationship with God, I always compare it to things. I think it's awesome. Jesus talked, you know, he related, they make things relatable to people. Mm -hmm. And I always say my relationship with God is like ice cream that, you know, you get a little taste of ice cream. Sometimes I had that at the beginning where I tasted it. It was good. You know, God loved me. I could sing different songs to God. Everything was good. And then when you learn more about him, you, you get dig into the word. Then you're like, Hey, it's like a cone with or ice cream cone and chocolate cone, you know, and then you get, um, you know, Hey, you learn a little more about who Jesus really is, what he did for you. It's a Sunday. Then, you know, you learn about the Holy Spirit and how, how you can fight off the enemy, you know, whoa, that's a Sunday with sprinkles and all this stuff. So <laughs> I like your analogy. Side note on yeah. that one, just because it makes me laugh every time mm-hmm. Sarah told that story a lot when she was pregnant. When I was so pregnant, you just yeah, oh, to give you a heads up of what was on her mind at the time. It was purely yeah, ice cream. That's what, <laughs> but that's how God speaks to you. I think he's, I think he, you know, sometimes we think he, speaks to us in all these eloquent, beautiful ways. And you're like, no, God can just bring something, reveal something special mm-hmm. to you in a scoop of ice cream. So <laughs> sure. and once, once that ice cream, as you keep mm-hmm. filling up that ice cream, right, it, it starts getting huge. You know, it's big, the, the scoops keep piling on and then because it's so good, you want to share it with others. So uh-huh. we relate that to the gospel and, yeah. and sharing oh, like that. some yeah. of your ice cream, like you would share the gospel yeah. with others. So yeah. for anyone who likes food just as much as we do, hopefully they appreciate that. <laughs> We're going to write a song called ice cream, ice cream Sunday, but I haven't quite gotten there yet. I can't wait to hear that song. Yeah. That'd be great. But we ended up then, we ended up meeting at a camp for kids with special needs. It was like an internship through my college and his college because I wasn't playing basketball and you'll get into him not playing mm-hmm. baseball. We, yeah, we met and then we kind of said we're gonna start doing some music and I I never liked attention I still don't like attention I get nervous in front of people but sometimes God calls us to step outside of our comfort zone with things so mm-hmm. um so that's how we started doing music and then we let's go into the music part in just a little bit let's oh, yeah. catch let's catch up with Ryan's part yeah. of the story there because you guys met at this camp and that's kind of a pivotal moment in both of your lives oh yeah hundred yeah. percent definitely you know for me, just going back to like the beginning of 
my upbringing, then I'll, I'll jump into the camp stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I grew up in a small farm town, you know, at the time, and now it's, it's one of the largest communities in, in Illinois. But at the time it was basically all cornfields. We had one church, a little tiny church that we went to, um, you know, and I did the whole thing. We went, we went to church every Sunday, but I never really understood the Bible at all. I never understood God. You know, it was a very formal church. Like, you know, it's all done by acts, you know, love is earned all of that. And to me, like, I'll be honest, I didn't really look forward to going to church. I mean, it was one of those things that was like, it's a hassle for me. I don't want to get up and go out there today. Um, you know, there were Sunday school classes that I participated in and, and, and my, my family too, that's just, that's the way they were raised. You know, we were raised right. in a different way and you know, you're supposed to go to church every Sunday. And then, you know, over time, it just slowly started fading. We went less and less. And then I just, I, I got into baseball. Baseball was my number one thing. You'll find out, mm -hmm. you know, later too, you know, I put baseball ahead of everything above God, family, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it was my, my upbringing. It's what, it's who I was, who I associated Ryan not with was baseball. And, and most people that I grew up with would tell you the same thing. Ended up, you know, fast forwarding and getting into high school, still no relationship with God. Didn't really know much about uh, Christianity at all. Um, got a scholarship, played baseball at Duke, um, ended up getting hurt one summer. Um, and met Sarah. That's where we went to the, the camp with, with kids with special needs. And we hung out. We wrote songs. It was very like mainstream song mm -hmm. writing that we would do, but it wasn't anything serious. We like kind of did it, it but it was always, yeah. it was always wholesome. Um, but, but yeah, so we started out doing that. We weren't really a band, you know, she tried probably talking to me at the time about God and, and all mm -hmm. that. And I was probably very standoffish. I don't re really remember that part mm -hmm. too much. Um, but anyway, we remained friends. You know, we would send songs back and forth as, as I went back to school, but baseball was still the number one thing in my mind. And I had a couple, a couple offers, a couple opportunities to, to make it to the professional level. Uh, went to a bunch of camps, did some showcases. And it really seemed like the Major League Baseball was at the cusp of my hands. So everything that I had worked for my entire life, um, it was coming up to this moment. And I can tell you now, yeah. one time did I ever thank God for the gifts that he gave me, the talents. Um, he was never in the picture when I was on the mound. You know, I was a pitcher. You know, I never yeah. asked God for, hey, you know, please be with me, you know, during this next pitch or whatever. And, and then sure enough, you know, baseball got taken away from me on a dark July night, uh, threw my elbow out and had to get a major surgery. And he was good. Like he's being humble right now, but he was throwing like what? 96 miles an hour, which is very fast for people that are, you know, familiar with baseball. He was, he was, he was really good. So not to make you feel I think even if you're not familiar with baseball, 96 miles an hour is fast. It's fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that very, wasn't consistent fast. there, but well, like, you know, 94 to 96, but he was, he was good. Had movement on the ball, whatever else. He was I, I've taught her well. Yeah. Good breaking ball yeah. now. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was the dream. And to be honest, when it got taken away from me, any faith and anything that was in the back of my mind about God. I do what most humans do, and that's blame him for everything, all the bad things that have happened to me, you know, and, and that's the human side of us that, you know, it might just be words, but it, it goes a pretty long way in general. And, and that was just the selfishness. I was living for me. I wasn't living for God. Um, and, and I don't want to say most people, but, you know, people who maybe struggle with their faith or maybe have never had a relationship with God. Um, so take me, take me back to that moment, though, whenever you you threw this pitch and you threw your 
your elbow out? Is that is yeah? That right? So I tore my uh, ulnar collateral ligament, um, which requires Tommy John surgery, okay. um, and then a couple years later, as I was rehabbing still trying to make it back to the professional right. level and get those opportunities. I tore another tendon in my elbow, which were, which required another surgery. So I had two major surgeries on my elbow. Oh, wow. And by the second one, I just, I couldn't lift my arm anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't mm. throw without it hurting. I lost control of the ball. Like I was very much a control pitcher until my right. first surgery. And then I started losing control. I couldn't hit a spot. And so all this time I'm struggling. I'm, I'm angry with God. You know, right. I never asked him to help me get through this. You know, I, I was just very bitter. I was angry, got into some bad stuff. I got mixed in with, with some people that I probably shouldn't have at the time. Um, you know, got into a lot of, you know, womanizing, drinking, you know, and I hate to say it cause it kills me to say that, especially mm-hmm. with, with Sarah here. Cause she's so pure and is really helped me with my walk with the Lord, but you know, it's who I am and that's how I, I develop developed my faith is, you know, I, I really struggle with it. I got into to some of those bad things and I just, I was at a low point in my life. And I guess Sarah recognized that. And, um, really, I mean, Jesus at the end of the day saved my life, but Sarah was the stepping stone back into the church. You know, her dad mm. is the music director for the church. I've got a great relationship with him. Um, love him to death. He's been a really great mentor for me when it comes to, um, the Bible and walking with the Lord. I actually, I, I pray with him every single night. It's something new that we started nine o'clock. I call him and we pray together. Um, wow. but anyway, she got me back in the church and we got because playing music on Saturday. Yeah, night they needed. Service, so, so I loved music still, yeah. you know, maybe okay. didn't love God, you know, just, just being point blank. I loved music. Right. So, you know, they need another guitarist. This is what I do to pass time. I don't mind writing and playing some music. Then I started listening to the lyrics of some of these songs. I'm like, man, that like that hurts so much. <laughs> it's mm. more painful to hear the lyrics. Do you remember any of those uh, lyrics that would stick out to you? I don't. I, I would say, well, Sarah's written some songs that have touched me, but her dad is also a very very talented songwriter mm-hmm. and he has a song and I've actually ever since I, I heard it for the first time it's a song called Be Still and obviously very popular Bible verse in there in regards to Be Still yeah, yeah. but um, and just trusting in God and, and and just being still and trusting his plan and, and like as he was singing this song um, as we played it in church the first time and I actually never told him this I told him it's like my favorite song but that one actually really impacted me as far as remaining mm-hmm. still and trust in God so that kind of set things off for me now, I didn't know what direction I was going to go with music. We were in a very secular industry. We put some music out there. People liked it and were like, hey, like, let's give this a go. Now, I still played music in the church with them, but I had never written a Christian song. I didn't do anything like that. I was focused on, well, I, I, we should write what sells, what's popular for, for people in mainstream. We should do secular. And we, I'll be honest, we had a pretty successful run at that from 2013 to 2016 we had some opportunities there were some record labels there was touring you know america's got talent invited us on there some doors were opening up but something was missing Mm -hmm. and and that was god at the end of the day so as i started as sarah would always write christian music she kind of always have always done that. But as we started reading the Bible together and she brought me to a Casting Crowns concert, that was the other thing that really changed my life. So her mm-hmm. dad was one and her entire family. Um, but also 
casting crowns when I went there and Mark Hall and I heard him sing uh, just the realness and the trueness and the boldness in his writing. I was like, wow, like we can do this. I was so moved. I was moved to tears at that concert. I wouldn't let Sarah see that because I always tried <laughs> to be that tough guy, but I was very moved. I was out in Indiana and we went and saw for King and country casting crowns and, and Laura story. Mm-hmm. Um, it mm-hmm. was the thrive tour and, and casting crowns really, it motivated me to like, Hey, maybe we can do a little bit of this crossover and do some Christian music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you were still thinking though, you wanted to do mainstream music. And yeah. At the time, you know, it, it's again, it's that human mm-hmm. natural, you know, in it for me, you know, mm-hmm. not God. We had multiple conversations about this. Like Ryan, you know what? I just kind of feel like some of this is just pointless. Like we're going out, we're singing. It's great, but it's not impacting people. He goes, fine. You know what? If you want that, you go write a song in 30 minutes and then we'll see how you can do. So I just prayed. I said, God, I felt it in in my heart. You know, you you get that just God speaking to you. Everyone knows when he's speaking to you. Sometimes you're kind of ignoring it. And that still small voice was there saying, okay. And I said, all right, you know what? Let's do this. And God put a song in front of me, wrote it. It was called come to me. And Ryan said, okay, Sarah, we can do this. And she came back and and played it for me. I was like, wow. Okay. wasn't expecting God to work through you that quick. (laughs) Now you, you guys did that song at our living room concert, right? Yeah. We played come to me. Yeah. We played, yeah. We played at the living room concert. I remember that. That was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you know, and that's not anything about me. You know, my life hasn't been perfect either by any means, by any, you know, there have been ups and there have been downs, um, in my life. And I think just relying on God. And when you read something in the Bible, that's what I would always do is just go back and read the Bible and then have to like express it through a song. Like I, I, you know, putting it, it's hard for me to put into words right now, just trying to make sense of maybe what's going on in my life. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? You're struggling financially. Hey, Matthew, you're you're reading about, um, that, you know, don't worry about anything, but you know, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow a reap. And so going back to those things and you put it out. And so sometimes when God gives us these songs, we just kind of write them and, you know, it's as much preaching or reassuring ourselves as it is, you know, trying to speak to anyone who's listening to us. Right. I think that that's, that's the truth there. Yeah. So you guys started writing these Christian songs. When did you realize that, okay, this is the direction that you really wanted to go now? Yeah. I would say for me, um, especially that moment in time when, when Sarah wrote that song, I think it was something that, you know, it touched my heart, but you know, it was just, clear as day, you know, as I was, I was starting to read the Bible a little bit more, more and more. And I kept just reading all these verses about like singing for the Lord, singing his praises, um, Jesus being our song and singing for him and just all this stuff that I, I was, I was reading. I actually have a, a, a Bible verse from Ephesians on my guitar mm-hmm. about Jesus, be, you know, being my strength and my song. And I just kept seeing those types of signs that like, Hey, maybe we should do this. And, you know, when we, when we put out our first, you know, song or, you know, told people that we're going to go in the Christian industry, it was, we were a little concerned about like, oh man, what, what is our mainstream fans? What are they going to think? Like, are they going to, are they going to just completely disregard everything that we've done? But no one, no one did that. And, and I think Mm -hmm. it was because we both just prayed about it and said, you know what, like 
we're singing about the truth. It's not singing of what's what's popular and what needs to get out there. We're speaking God's truth, and He's going to provide a way that we're we don't even know about. Mm-hmm. And and He did. I mean, we we started playing that, and to be honest, like our our fan base and followers, and and I mean this in in the most humble way. I don't mean it from an arrogant standpoint, but since we started doing it, we started gaining more momentum from a Christian standpoint, and more messages poured in, like people saying this song, like changed my heart. You know, can you talk to me about Jesus? Can you pray with me? And sure enough, yeah, like we would love to do it. So we're teaching, you know, we always say it in in a lot of these interviews, if we can impact just one person to know who God is, we're doing our jobs as Christians. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you some of the messages and all that, that really inspired me to say, you know what, let's keep going with this. Mm -hmm. And as we did that, you know, some of these pages on Facebook picked us up to do like these live streams. And now, you know, we've been blessed enough to reach all these people throughout the world that we would have never reached unless we hit mainstream, you know, that's worldwide, but it, it's opened up a platform for us in, in such a good way. Um, and, and it just, it means so much more to us when we're singing these songs and the, the word, and it's not really words that we've written because it comes straight from the Bible. So like the yeah. fact that people are being moved by our songs, it's people are being moved by the word. It's not our songs. We're just making it rhyme. You and know, I think for, <laughs> yeah, we're just making it rhyme. I think for, uh, something I think that's important to, to touch on when, when talking about this is, you know, after we had Jeremiah, our first son, who's three and a half years old or so. We switched, I think, right before that to like the kind of like doing more like Christian music. And then, you know, we had a choice. Are we going to, you know, do this family life and kind of like stop doing music, stop touring, stop doing anything like that? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to end up continuing on? And I, you know, there's a verse, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And my desires in my heart, you know, I want to just have a family, be in love, have a family. And I love Jesus. I want to, you know, spread Jesus how I knew to do that. My mom taught me to be the hands and feet of Jesus by making meals for an elderly person down the street or someone who just, you know, lost someone or just being loving all the time and showing Jesus's love and being very Christ centered. And so I thought, you know, that's probably for me. And then something that would hit me and say, Sarah, no, you know what? God wants more is that, you know, talking about, you know, bearing their talents, you know, the guy who went out and doubled, you know, whatever, and took a little risk. And then you have someone who kind of just kept it how it was. And you're a wicked man collecting what you, you know, don't sow and this and that. And it's like, man, what are we doing with what God gave us? God gave us a platform for music. He gave us you know, this ability, Ryan's a phenomenal guitar player. He's so gifted, great at writing songs, you know, and God gave that to us. And what are we doing with it? If we just bury it and we don't do anything, that's not right. And I think that's one of those things when you get a taste of that bigger Sunday, then sometimes it turns on you and you're like, well, I got to watch my calories, but in a good way, you know, <laughs> that you have to, you have to, there she goes again. With no, the that's how I know uh-huh. that God's kind of speaking. Cause it's just kind of coming to me there that it turns on you. God, that's the whole thing with walking with him is that, and not in a a bad way, but then you get to see the inside of your heart. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. some of the songs are even deeper. You know, if I speak with tongues of angels, but you know, I I don't have love, what am I? So we have a song like that, that more gets more at the, the heart, 
your own heart. And then from there, we kind of can evolve as followers of Jesus, how we can be more like him. I don't think I answered a question that you had just asked. <laughs> no, that, that's good. That's fine. <laughs> I, I love the whole process of how God speaks to you guys. And I love what you, what you said, Ryan, we're just we're just taking the Bible and making it rhyme. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. That's such a simple thing, a simple way to look at some of the music that you're doing, which mm-hmm. is really, really good. I enjoyed your living room concert, which I'll be providing a link in the show notes for everybody that wants to come and check that out, as, as well as their website and everything. I want to talk some about those songs. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the songs that, that you would identify with that you've written you were going through a hard time in life and God brought you through this. And could you just kind of tell us some of those stories? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So for me, one of the most powerful ones that I think why I started writing it and then Sarah and I both, we got, we came together because she had, you know, her own vision of forgiveness. And, um, one of the songs that we, that we had written was a song called forgiven and it's actually not recorded yet. We're in the process of recording it, but we did do it on the living room, the the concert series, but it really goes back to the way when I was going through the pain and heartache of losing what I thought was the most important thing in my life, which was baseball at the time. And it sounds silly looking back and just saying that, but just the fact that like my mind was stuck on going to be a famous baseball player. Uh, I'm going to get paid millions of dollars to play a game. I'm never going to have to work a day in my life. You know, it's the dream for, you know, any young player growing up. I always envisioned myself bottom of the ninth, two outs, the last one up at bat, you know, hitting a home run. And, you know, it was, it was all those childhood dreams. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was going through that, the person that I became was not the person who God wanted me to be. That's where that song kind of stemmed from, you know, as I got into the bad stuff that I'm thinking to myself, can God forgive me? Like, no, like there's no way he can forgive me. Or how can a loving God take away the only thing that I had? And then, you know, I go back to those human questions. How can God take away, you know, the life of a child? And, you know, you start questioning it because, you know, and the simple answer that it comes down to is like, we're not God. And, there's a reason for everything. And as I've evolved and grown, you know, when I was going through that time, I had a hard time. It was a selfishness, more pride. And I'm trying to work on that um, from, you know, something that I've been praying about with her dad is like, I want, I want my pride to be taken away. I want all of that to be gone. Mm-hmm. Well, at the time, you know, I didn't want to ask for forgiveness because I was the most important thing to me. So as I grew and evolved and started reading the Bible and learning about just how loving this God is and just how there's no sin too big for him and he can forgive anything. That's what kind of stemmed the song forgiven for us and just putting it all in his hands and trusting him as the potter and us being the clay, repenting and being Christ-like and putting just your, your trust in his hands because we don't control anything in our lives. And I'll tell you, during that time, my uprising to, to baseball and, you know, getting close to that, I never prayed to God and thanked him for, you know, thank you for allowing me to play baseball for so long, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in my life. I never thanked him. I never gave him the glory. I didn't do any of that. And I never just trusted him. It was, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be the best one. That's how I'm going to get there. Not the fact that, you know what, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to pray to God. I'm going to ask him, you know, if this is your will, you know, I trust you today. Like those are the prayers that I should have been saying, um, but I wasn't. And when I became that person that I didn't want to be, how am I going to ask God for that forgiveness? So that's truly where the song forgiven stemmed from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Now, you said that, Ryan, you went to church growing up once in a while. It wasn't like something that was a very important part of your life. Yep. I'm just trying to put the pieces together. Okay, so you play baseball, and that's your gift. That's your passion. You're not using it for the Lord, but God uses that to get you to this camp. Yeah. Where you then meet Sarah. Yep. And yeah, he was baseball counselor. I was the baseball counselor. It's crazy. Yeah. So God used athletics to bring you guys together. Mm-hmm. But it was music was the thing that came out of that. Yeah. 100%. And, and I never would have together. went to that internship had I not gotten hurt. And to be yeah. honest, it was a last minute internship that our athletic director said, hey, if you want to be close to home, there's this this camp in Highland Park. And here I am I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll do a summer <laughs> camp. And sure enough, mm-hmm. there's my wife and, you know, and she led me. It, it, it's just so perfect. If I can go back you know, you offer me $10 million to sign, you know, with whatever team, or I don't have this life and I don't know Christ, man, that, that wouldn't even be a decision for me. Like Mm -hmm. I I would do it all over again. You know, I can't, this sounds cliche and kind of weird, but I can't wait until my next in, you know, quotes, arm injury, it might be something else so that I can grow closer to God. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that time of how he's going to use me through Mm -hmm. another heartbreak maybe that I have. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's a very interesting perspective, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Looking forward to the next hardship where you have to trust God in a deeper way. Yep. Mm-hmm. One of the questions that I always love asking is, and this is for both of you guys, what is the first thing that you remember that God spoke to you? I would have to say, because I was trying to think about this. I know I saw this question on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think he's just spoken... I think so, so many times to me throughout my life, knowingly, unknowingly. And I mean, I guess one of the first times he really spoke to me, I I was thinking of all these different times, you know, he's spoken to me when I was younger, just knowing like Jesus loves me, this I know, different things spoken, Mm -hmm. you know, just how to love your neighbor and things like that, that you learn from veggie tales and you can apply them, you know? Um, I Good think God, God, love veggie tales. You can't go wrong. I could start singing some veggie tales songs if you want, but if you want to be entertained, <laughs> but water Buffalo stuff, but, um, but you know, so there are times like that, that I think God is speaking to us and, you know, we hear it how I would speak to Jeremiah and I break it down mm. in a more simple understanding way. And I think he lets us know that we're loved in that way. Um, I think in college, he spoke very clearly to me and said, Sarah, I still have a plan and a purpose for you. Even though you're not playing sports, I want you to do this. And I want you to lead FCA. Even if you don't think that you're, you're able to teach these people anything and you don't, you're not equipped, I'll be with you. And then, you mm. know, from there, someone, teaching me like pieces just falling into place. I think, um, you know, I really heard him speaking to me that day when I was on my kitchen floor at my parents' house and writing, uh, come to me that song. He said, Sarah, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to give you these words in 30 minutes. You're going to write this song and Ryan, you know, you're going to be able to do this because he was pulling at my heart that we do Christian music. And then I think in like this season of life, um, you know, we just had our little baby Naomi four months ago and I've always been a worrier, you know, telling people to trust in God and actually 
trusting in him are two different things, I think. And so mm-hmm. I'm all worried. I want to have an all natural labor and delivery and, you know, this can happen and this can happen and getting worried. And, you know, they'll induce you at 41 weeks. Usually I was 42 weeks in a day and they were going to be inducing me. I didn't want to get induced for people who don't know what that means. That means given like some artificial stuff to try and get you to have the baby quicker. And so, you know, I was 14 going on 15 days late with Naomi and I just had this overwhelming feeling of Psalm 91 that God is going to just cover me and I'll be under his wings. And, and the morning I went to give birth, there's like a whole backstory to this, that there was this man who was a Christian man who worked at the hospital that I had had Jeremiah at. And we talked about Jesus and I showed him our music and he liked it a lot. And every time he was a greeter at the hospital, every time I go to the hospital, I would look for this man and I could never Mm. find him for two and a half years. And the morning I go into labor, I went and we went upstairs and this man is right there. And he talks to me and he, I said, I was nervous and he prayed with me and he said, it shall be well. I just knew God was speaking to me there that he said, Sarah, I got this under control. You have little faith, you know, like Mm -hmm. I have this under control. I'm not going to let anything happen to Naomi. And we had a beautiful birth and that's been like the last couple months with God's been really speaking to my heart that, Hey, Sarah, I have you covered. I have your family covered. I love you. And you make me smile. Like it sounds goofy, but you know, we're not doing things. You know, I used to think doing things for God was what's important, but that just us loving him and worshiping him, that that brings him so much joy. And I think that's just a a switch in my perspective on things and in my heart lately. That's what I would have to say. And that he sees us when he still loves us when we're anxious about stuff, but that he, uh, he says, don't worry about it. Yeah. I love that. that You said that you feel God smiling at you and you smiling at your baby, your precious little Naomi. Mm -hmm. That's something that God's speaking to you. So God's speaking to you through something that you're, you're looking at your child the way that God's looking at you. It's so amazing how he does that. You get a whole different view of God, the father of Jesus, of sending a child, you know, sending Jesus mm-hmm. to earth, like Jesus coming to earth, you know, Jesus is God, but you get a such a different view than when you become that parent right. and you're looking down at your child, knowing that I'll never want to hurt you. But Jeremiah, I want to protect you from getting burned by the stove. So I have these rules. We don't touch the stove, you know, the same way God has these rules for us, you know, mm-hmm. what he kind of sets forth for us and things that, you know, you call them rules, regulations, whatever you want to say, but that are there to, to help us have have as much of a pain-free kind of life. We know in this life we'll have troubles, but he's overcome that. But, you know, you see yeah. that with Jeremiah, that I, I'm a loving parent and want what's best for him, just like how God wants what's best for us. And that's been a major shift in my relationship with God, for sure. So Yeah, that's cool. Ryan, what about you? How has God spoken to you? Do you remember your first thing that God, that you he's, realized that God was speaking? He's spoken to me a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he still does. I mean, it's every day it's something new. I, I, I mean, I've felt God speaking through Sarah so many times in our lives too. Like I just see the, the genuine love in her eyes on a regular basis. I think that 
you know, is something that it's always spoken to me. And, you know, I've always told her, like, I see Jesus through her eyes, even just the way she lives her life. Definitely an inspiration to me. I paid him to say that. Yeah, she did. <laughs> In chicken wings. <laughs> and ice cream Sunday. Yeah, ice cream, yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's that's one way. But I, I'd say from, like, if there's a time that I can remember, and actually I don't even know if I've told you about this mm-hmm. either, or your dad. Mm-hmm. Her dad got me a Bible, and it was actually one of the first Bibles. I think I had ever received. And it was during the time that I was rehabbing, I was planning on getting back into baseball and my arm just wasn't healing the way it should. And I went into like a depressed state, like had a lot of bad thoughts. I'll be honest, like, Mm. and I hate to say that, but like I mentally being mentally stable, I was not at that point. Like I said, I didn't have a relationship or anything like that. Mm. And looking back now, I didn't realize in the moment that God was speaking to me. But as I started growing more and more in my faith, I went back and said, you know what? He, he let me know then and there. So Mm. I had opened up just the cover page and the verse that was there was from Philippians. And it was, Basically, you know, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I had so many worries and anxieties on my mind and and all of that. And I remember I read that in the cover and I just grabbed the book and said, God, tell me what I need to do again. And I opened it up pointed to the book and the exact verse that I pointed to was the same verse that I had just read on the cover book. No way. And I highlighted it and I was like, wow, that, you know, that was cool. Okay. So I'll pray about it. But I didn't listen to God at the time. I didn't pray about it. I was like, all right, this is weird, whatever. Okay. I started reading through stuff, highlighting things, but like at that time it didn't really mean, you know, that much to me, but looking back now, I'm like, man, he was like telling me, stop worrying. I got it. Like you'll go to the summer camp. You'll meet this girl. (laughs) Um, so, or, or no, that was that, after, yeah, yeah, I had already done that. No, but he was telling me that yeah, like, Hey, you're going to continue on with this faith. You're going to do music and, yeah. and all this stuff. So, um, you know, he was basically telling me that it was all, you know, that it was all okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the other time I would say when I was at the casting crowns concert, the first time I'd ever been moved by a Christian song, you know, mm-hmm. truly was there a, a Christian performance. You know, I was playing in the church a little bit, but mm-hmm. that concert was something that really touched me. And then another one, a special moment, maybe this is more of like in our marriage, but I still go back to it a lot. We went to this family life event and that's a whole different story. What mm-hmm. happened there? We, our car got hit with lightning the car stopped. It was, I'm not even kidding. It, it yeah, broke down. Got hit by okay. lightning. The devil did not want us to go to this family life thing. He did everything in his power. Like I didn't have a car. We had to take a cab. Someone brought us back. But anyway, the people who saw us get hit by lightning, they drove, they went to the conference too. They were behind us and they hitchhiked us back to Chicago. Yeah. It was just, it was like it was a insane. Whole, that's another hour probably that we'd have to tell you. Yeah. Um, but I'll I tell do you. want to hear that story though sometime. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but in in that moment, um, one, I was like, okay, it was right before we were getting married. So I was like, all right, maybe we're not supposed to be married. We were gifted this event, <laughs> maybe, go to this, like a couples kind of conference kind of thing before, right, right. like and, to marry or not to marry. Yeah. And, and I will say like Sarah and I, at that time, we, we never really prayed with each other. I mean, we would say prayers here and there, but like there wasn't a true like sit down. And this moment I still yeah, remember, and I know you remember it too Uh is that night after family life you know we were kind of upset with each other the family life was it was there were great speakers one of them was an ex-baseball player too so I connected from that standpoint but that night we went back and we tried something different and we both sat down in the in the living room and 
we went out and we got rags and water and we said, you know what, tonight, let's just wash each other's feet and Mm. pray together. And, uh, to me, I feel, I don't know if you feel the Mm -hmm. same way, but I feel like God was very present in that moment Mm -hmm. because I had so much on my heart that like I needed to be forgiven for from God first and foremost, but with Sarah, with my past and stuff, like I needed to hear that I was washed clean and that she forgave me too. And I think Mm -hmm. that was one of the first real like Holy spirit moments that I've had where like, it was just, we were circled by Christ. Mm -hmm. And I will say the rest of the trip turned out pretty nice after Mm -hmm. we did that. And they invited us to a baseball game because they heard someone from the place got into, you know, got hit by lightning and so we're with the actual speakers of the event. So that was, yeah, we went to a baseball game we did all this stuff but it ended up turning out it it turned out really nice and it was an adventure and now a story that we can share um but i'll I'll tell you just like and we still talk about it just being married all the things that i probably do wrong we probably need to do it again (laughs) get get more forgiveness from her but But no but that's something that too that's where I think in the last, you know, so from us getting married, you know, God calls us to find someone who's evenly yoked with who you mm. are. And I was kind of blindsided. I really, really just love Ryan, everything about him. He's so funny. He's so great. And that was one of those things where, you know, I maybe tuned that little part of it out from God. And, you know, you see, and I'm not saying this in a mean way. We've talked about this a bunch and I'm not saying like, Oh, I'm so this or that. Cause that's not at all what I'm coming off as, but I'm just trying to say that he has certain things to protect you. Like what we were saying with Jeremiah Mm -hmm. with the stove before that we've had, we've had hardship and we've had issues in our marriage things. You know, Ryan still has had problems with like even just um feeling depressed about baseball stuff like that some of that stuff carries over and that's where then you know i found my strength in god in a whole nother way also that you see how you know what even through all of this stuff, god has us and i believe without a doubt he knows the plans he has for us for me for Ryan and I together and just everything, like you're saying, this journey, this walk with Jesus, this whole time, you see everything put in place and we're seeing like the fruits of that, especially over the last couple years, you know, you know how our stories can impact others and how he uses things that we've gone through to, to help other people and to just kind of be real and to, to write about and bring peace and joy and the love of Jesus. And Ryan had said, you know, he was, you were angry with God at different times. And I think one of the things that helped me overcome not wanting to, um, really pursue a a life of singing in front of people on stage is the idea that there are so many people, you know, I've, I've heard so many people say, well, I, I've just done too much stuff. God can't forgive me. And it, that can crush my heart. I could cry in a second, just thinking about Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, that there are people out there that feel that way, that feel that bitterness. And, um, I, you know, even if the bad things happen, you know, God is there and God loves me and God loves Ryan and God loves everyone. And trying to share that with someone, you know, we try to do that through our music and when we're talking on stage or anything like that. But that's the thing that in my gut, makes me want to do, you know, feel my purpose of being, you know, of doing Christian music. 
and something that I can add on that too is like what I've come to realize is that God uses the broken. I mean, he loves Mm -hmm. the broken. Mm -hmm. Um, he loves everyone, but he's near to the broken and he uses us. And I, I would consider myself broken. I think, I think everybody's Mm -hmm. broken in a way. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, Rich Mullins probably said it best, and it's one of my favorite testimonies that he talked about. Um, one of our idols, too. I, th- I think we've connected mm-hmm. over Rich Mullins' music, but he said something in Not an Golden interview. Not Golden Calf idols, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he said something in an interview that said that, you know, God takes the junk of our lives and makes the greatest art out of it. Um, yeah. And that's one of my favorite, I think, quotes that I've yeah. heard because it's so true because he's taken – so much garbage in my life that was holding me down and is now turning it into something to glorify him. And, and -hmm. we've got a long way to go to, to fulfill our purpose. I think God has a plan for us. He has a purpose. I think we're just kind of starting to, to get into what that is. Um, you know, he's got something bigger planned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about identity and purpose Yeah, and there's people listening here that may not know what their purpose in life is or who whose they are in Christ. Could you guys just speak to identity and purpose for somebody that doesn't know? Like, what would be the first step that somebody could take to try to find that? Yeah, I think um, probably just being honest and trying to talk to God. And, um, you know, he says that if he starts a good work in you, he'll finish it to the day of completion. And so I am very confident knowing that God is going to work for someone. He's going to work something for your good, like what we said, but his plans are better and higher than ours. I don't know how else to say it then, mm-hmm. you know, you just reach out to him and he's going to, he's going to hit you upside the head with a pan kind of thing where in the sense that you more than what you could expect. Like, you know, we can only hope and dream, you know, Hey, Ryan was probably thinking, Oh, I'm just going to open this Bible back when he was talking about his thing. And I'm just going to open it and see whatever's there. And there could have been a very powerful verse, but God was kind of hitting upside the head and saying, Ryan, look, this is what I want you to get out of this. And I'd say connecting with other believers, other people who know Jesus, actually reading the Bible. There's such a difference it's not reading the Bible for the sake of checking it off your list, but coming to the point where you're learning about these broken people in the Bible and learning about then ultimately Jesus and how he comes to, he comes to heal. He comes to save. He, he came, he just loves us so much. He sacrificed, you know, himself for us. That's, it's just powerful to think about. And I guess I'm kind of dancing around, around your question, but kind of getting plugged into somewhere where people can help you. And then also just kind of letting God work and being open to let God work. Cause I think a lot of people, sometimes they have these blinders up and Ryan, I think you said this too, that you kind of didn't want to hear, even if God was going to knock you upside the head with a pan. And I'm sorry if I go on that, but that, that you kind of were not even open to this idea of God, uh, this idea of Jesus saving us, you know, um, letting him, you know, kind of having that heart and heart. So I guess that's where I'd say to kind of start is to learn about who Jesus is, learn about his mm-hmm. love and, and 
yeah. and whatnot. I don't know. I, I'd say there's a, there's a, a big aspect of vulnerability too that that comes along with it. And Sarah kind of touched on this a little bit is asking people that maybe if you don't understand the Bible, being vulnerable and, and asking someone that maybe has been doing it more, you know, reading it yeah. longer than yeah. you have and asking questions. I ask Sarah questions all the time. Still, you know, I ask her dad questions all the time. I ask our, our pastor at church questions all the time, um, you know, and, and you're not being annoying. This is what God calls us to do. He wants us to be able to have those conversations. So I think there there's an aspect for sure of, of vulnerability there. I think the other thing is knowing that, you know, it's okay to not be okay, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. if you're, if you're struggling with life or you're struggling with your purpose, just remembering at the end of the day that, that God sent his only son. And if people are listening, if they have children, just imagine what that feels like. I mean, I love my son, Jeremiah to death. Like I would do anything for him. I'd take a bullet for him, you know, and just knowing I, I, how much I love him. God loves us so much more than I love him. Mm-hmm. And, and he was willing to send his only son that he had to die down to die on the cross for us. Like if that doesn't give you purpose to live, you know, in general, like that's, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta figure that out. I would say, yeah, like continuing to ask the questions and it goes back to my Bible verse too, is don't worry about anything, pray about everything. And, and having that vulnerable conversation with God and saying, God, how can you use me? You know, he says it in the Bible, ask and you shall receive, knock on the door and it'll be opened. Like, you will get your answer. You got to put Jesus at the center and the forefront of your life. And he will tell you what you need to do, whether it's a vision, whether it's a dream, whether it's mm-hmm. someone you encounter throughout your life, like a Sarah moment that I had, um, that I needed in that moment of time, he will show you a, a, a way, you know, you just have to open your eyes to see it. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I, I think yeah. that is kind of how we, you know, how you can, find some type of purpose. I think being willing to have your eyes opened and like really trust that Jesus does actually care about your future, about your identity, about your purpose. He has a plan for that. I think sometimes we think that God's so big and I'm so small that he doesn't care for me at all. It's like, okay, he did his, he did his thing. He saved me. But I don't really, I'm just a cog in the wheel. Yeah. No, God has an individual purpose for every single person. And yes, you might be a, you might be a cog in the wheel or a gear in that wheel, whatever. But you're, you're an important part of that because it's going to cause the next thing to work. And yeah, all these people exactly. that are connected yeah. to you. Yeah. And nothing's too, like the same thing you're saying, nothing's too small for God. Yeah. So I can pray, you know, that you know, Jeremiah and I, we could pray a little prayer that maybe to might seem nothing to someone, but that God smiles on you when you do that, Mm -hmm. you know, that that's, um, that's, I think the, yeah, something that's powerful. Now, a a question that I always love asking people, if you could go back in time and visit yourself and give yourself some advice in the past, um, what season of life or what's happening in your life and uh, kind of paint that picture for me, and then what would you tell yourself? Well, if I could go back and borrow that pan that Sarah was talking about <laughs> uh-huh. and knock myself over the head, I would do it. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, I would go back to, um, I, I'd go in a few places, to be honest. I would go All as right. a young kid, that kid that goes to church every so often, that doesn't understand the love of Jesus, that feels like I have to be a good person. I have to do good things in order to get to heaven, you know, and realize and just talk to myself and say, you know what, 
put Jesus at the forefront of your life, accept him as your Lord and Savior and repent. And that's all you need to do. And the rest of the stuff will come along with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I would tell that that boy then. Um, and I would also talk to myself in, in college when I was going through that depression state, you know, not being a very good person and partying and doing all that stuff. Not saying that people who do that are bad people, but for me in my, in my, where my mindset was, I wasn't living, I wasn't Christ-like by any means. And I would seriously, I would just sit down and say, you know what, there is so much more to your life that what you can even imagine there, the best part of your life is yet to come. And I still feel like the best part of my life is yet to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every day it just gets stronger and stronger my faith and my love for Sarah and family and, and trying to really change the world in, in a positive light. And I know that sounds Miss America ish, <laughs> but I really like, I genuinely mean that. Like I want to, I want to share the gospel with people. Like I said, I pray about it every day with my father-in-law. Like we started this thing and, and I recommend it. If, if no one has done that, get a praying buddy, a praying partner, and just set an alarm on your phone. It, it has been the most fulfilling thing. And, and we've been asking God every day, how can you use us? How can you, how can I teach someone about Jesus today? Lord, just give us an opportunity just to have one conversation. I can tell you between the two of us, we've had like 15 instances where God has opened the door and we look back and we go, thank you. Like, prayer answer right there. But anyway, going back, going back to your question, um, I would just tell myself, you know, that it's going to be okay. And you're forgiven, you know, Mm. everything that you've done, everything, all the future sins that you've done because of the blood that's been shed by Jesus, you're forgiven. Now live your life according to his word and you're going to be okay. Mm. Um, and I think if I had heard those words, then, you know, I think it would have definitely helped me, but I had to be open to listening to it. You know, like what we were talking about, open those ears and accept it. And so that I would say those are the two instances that I would go back and the advice that I would give Mm -hmm. myself. And I guess I, I think for me, um, I've always had like a, like a, a fearful mentality. Like I couldn't sleep at night when I was little, I'd be at the foot of my parents' bed or on the floor in their room and I just couldn't sleep. And my dad would say, hey, go back. You know, by the time I was a little older, you can read the Bible, you can do this. And I had this this bookmark that was Psalm 23. That was my bookmark. So I would like read through Psalm 23 and Lord is my shepherd, I shall not walk. And I memorized that without believing it. And I think mm-hmm. going back to those moments and saying, Sarah, you can trust that you are not too small for God to look after, that he looks after you in the dark of the night when you're five or six or seven years old. He looks after you then. He's going to look after you when you're going through high school and college and everything. And the same way that you can learn a language or you can learn the days of the week, you can learn the solar system, whatever it is, but until you like apply it or you really understand it, it's not going to stick with you. It's just going to, you're going to keep relearning it and relearning learning it. And I think that was what, if I could tell myself something, it would be, Mm -hmm. Hey, learn it and kind of understand God's got you. He's never going to let you go. He loves you indescribably. And, and, um, and so I think that, yeah, that going back all that way is instead of having this, you know, this fearful mentality. And that's something that I think since becoming a mother, I, I've been trying to reverse and, um, that God's been helping me not have a a spirit of fear that I've, yeah. That's good. Now, going back to that moment, do you think that you guys would listen to yourself? (laughs) I think if I was threatening myself with a pan, (laughs) 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 potentially, Um, (laughs) to be honest, like I I was so arrogant. I don't know. That'd be, it'd be a tough, 
it'd be a tough, I, I don't know. It'd be a tough pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I would hope that I would say yes, that, that I would, that I would change myself. I mean, if I'm showing up <laughs> as myself years down the lo- line, it's kind of hard not to listen to myself. Cause I'd be like, wow, that's crazy. Um, but, but realistically, I don't know if I would have listened, but I think if I had approached it from the standpoint, like I said, that everything's going to be okay. The best is yet to come. Mm. I, I think, those, I mean, being that I'm saying it, I think it obviously would have impacted myself because just saying it impacts right. myself. So I, I would hope that, you know, with, with those just trusting in God and, and, um, you know, that everything's going to be okay. I, I would want to say that I, I would listen to myself, mm-hmm. hopefully. <laughs> Other, I, if not, I'd be lecturing myself yeah. a, few, a few years later. <laughs> you know, I'd like to think I would have, and I would have probably clung to it, honestly. And it probably mm-hmm. would have been like, an idol of some sort, you know, that's probably, I feel like how my mentality being that young, I think sometimes you have to live through certain experiences, but I wish I would have 100% been able to accept that and believe that and feel it. I would like to have thought that, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I like having these, these thought experiments of what would I say to myself? And because obviously we can't go back and do that, but also at the same time, going through those experiences has led us to where we are now because mm-hmm. Jesus has been walking with us along the way, whether we realized it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, all throughout our conversation here, we've, we've talked about some of those moments of how Jesus was walking with us, but we didn't realize it until we looked back. Can you tell me a little bit about one of those moments that you look back and you realize, I wish I would have realized that Jesus was right there and I didn't see it right then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say for me at the, it would be at the camp, you know, when I first started getting into the word again, or just talking to Sarah about faith and then getting back into the church and playing some music. Like the thing about, about that question is like, he's been with us the whole time. I think you touched on that too. Like we're just too blindsided by our own selfishness to realize that he's been, it's like that, that, uh, footprints, right. That, that one, Mm -hmm. um, poem or whatever, where, you know, I've been, I was carrying you the whole time. I mean, he really has been carrying us the whole time. And, you know, who knows, maybe the whole baseball incident for me. Yeah. I get my $10 million. I'm playing major league baseball. You know, girls are going crazy for me. Cause that's an idol that I would do at the, you know, would have at the time, the money, the fame, the fortune, but you know, I think God saved me in more than one way. Maybe I would have mm. gotten in a, a, a car accident, a plane crash. Uh, maybe I would have been drinking and driving. Maybe I would have overdosed on something. Mm-hmm. We don't know, you know, and, and I right. can't wait until that time that I'm face to face with God. And, you know, he tells me and he, he shows me all this stuff that like, yeah, you would have been dead within three years of being in professional baseball. I saved you. I lifted you out of that. And what you thought was that depression mode for you or your dream shattered was actually me opening up the door to know me better and to bring you your son, to bring you your wife, to bring you your daughter, to bring you to along the way podcast in in all seriousness. (laughs) Like it's, you know, I I never would have been doing any of this stuff. and, And I feel so fulfilled deep down. Obviously there's more room to, for that fulfillness. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to the question. I know I, I tend to ramble on, um, right. but I, I, I feel like he, podcasting is yeah, he's, he's, he's always been with me along the way. And I would say during that time in, in baseball. And when I started meeting Sarah, like I said, seeing his love through her eyes, I knew he was mm-hmm. present. Um, and then especially when I started praying and, 
it, things as simple, like I was going through a rough patch. This is only a few months back. I decided to go on a walk and, you know, I was praying to God and, and I stopped and looked up and I said, God, just like, I need you right now. Just show yourself. Sure enough, the wind started blowing like out of nowhere. There was no wind. My hair went back. I kind of got chills. It was beautiful scenery. Her dad calls me on the phone. Your dad's always connected to this, but her dad calls me on the phone and he'll remember this conversation if he's listening to this podcast. But um, I picked up and he's like, hey, just checking in on you. I just want to see how things are going. Uh, And we ended up praying right in that moment. And there was no reason for him to call me. It was a random Saturday and he just showed himself even through that. So like Mm. I've, as I've grown closer in my faith, I start to recognize the little things of how much he is present. You know, we tend to recognize only the bad things that happen in our lives, but it's as simple as you run to the supermarket and the spot, a spot opens up right in front of the store. Like little, like I know it sounds weird, but it's like, thank you, God. Like I've been having a hard day. Thank you for, op- you know, having yeah. that be open. And and it's just like the little things like that, just thanking him for, mm-hmm. um, you know, you get all the green lights back to your house and, you know, or you see an old friend, like those are the little things that maybe I wouldn't have necessarily noticed, you know, back in, in time. So he's been, he's been along the way the whole time in, in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you're getting better at seeing those moments too. Yeah. That's something That's that what really... we talk we talk about yeah. that a lot is like you kind of think like different little blessings that you know you have you might not have seen as blessings before but the little yeah the the, the little things. Um can you rephrase the question one more time so I speak directly to the question? Because I had something going, and then Ryan came. Ryan was saying so much See wonderful. How she blames things. me. For no, no, no. Yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to blame Ryan, but I want to get to the heart of the question. I don't sure, want to just. Sure. She's, yeah. she's ice cream You're saying deprived. when did we see Jesus? In the, where did we see Jesus? In- when you do look back and you see those 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 moments that Jesus was walking with you, uh, just tell me a little bit about what it is that's going through your brain yeah. when you realize that Jesus was really there. Yeah, I guess um, I'm trying to look back at some of those moments where, you know, I think I, it, one thing that while he was speaking that kept, you know, coming up in my, in, in me is that I was always so insecure just about myself, about mm-hmm. um, how I looked, how I, how I was, I was insecure. I, I was a sports athlete, so I was putting my focus on stuff like that you know, and still doing a bunch of church stuff, but just, you know, trying to recognize, like looking back, knowing Jesus was with me, even when I felt insecure about myself, it, it's humbling. It's a beautiful thing. And, you know, you, you wish you had seen it before. I feel like I knew God was there. Like, I, I I don't, I don't feel like I ever was like disassociated from him, but in those moments where maybe you're crying yourself to sleep or fearful or worried that you could just cast all your cares on him. I wish I would have just done that more. Um, so I don't know. I think I re answered your last question actually, if I'm being honest, they're they're kind of similar questions, but that's, that's okay. I appreciate just the, the honesty that you guys have been able to to share with me Mm -hmm. about some of those moments in your life. Mm -hmm. And I want to hear what's going on in your life moving forward. We had the opportunity where God crossed our paths along the way through you guys coming to be on Cornerstone Television Network and do the Living Room Concert Series and be on my show Real Life as well. Mm-hmm. And it was great having you. And again, I'll, I'm providing the links in the show notes so that you can see that stuff. Mm-hmm. But tell me what's happening. Well, first off, before we get into that, 
how did the name Acoustic Truth come into be? And what's happening next with Acoustic Truth? Yeah, so Acoustic Truth, the the you talking about like where we got the name from? Yeah. Yeah, so when we originally started, we just we it's so funny how it's evolved, to be honest. Like we just needed a band name. We're like, hey, let, let's just put something together. We knew that we, we, we played acoustic guitar. That's the only thing that we knew how to play. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, maybe we just do something acoustic something. And uh, over time, it just progressed. We're saying like, well, we sing about like real wholesome, heartfelt things. And a lot of our songs were stories, like mm-hmm. stories about our lives. Now, this again, this is, was before we went into the Christian industry. But it was like, well, let's, we sing about the truth. So maybe we do acoustic truth. Uh-huh. And I actually asked my grandma, I gave her a few different, uh, mm-hmm. and, and she, she's passed away since then, but I gave her a few options and said, you know, which one do you like? And she said, I like acoustic truth. And, and so that's God, you know, that's, it's Jesus walking with us and like helping yeah. us figure out that band name that would, we, we stuck with that band yeah, name. Yeah. And we just, and we, yeah. the truth of his, you know, and we stuck with that. it. And so many times people are like, where is that name? It's kind of a weird name. And, and. So many times we had the opportunities to change it. And I'm like, you know what? Like, no, let's keep it. This is us. This is who we are. I think David, if he had a band name, it would be Acoustic Truth, too, with his heart. <laughs> like heart. I want to think that. Um, but it's so it's so interesting how, like, God had this planned in his head ahead of the time uh, yeah. with, mm-hmm. with everything. Because now, as we've evolved in the Christian, contemporary Christian music, like, we are now truly speaking the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as an acoustic guitar. Um, and it's as simple as opening up the Bible and reading it. The truth is all written there for you. You don't have to jump to conclusions. It is very black and white, just yeah. like our music, because we're, we're bold mm-hmm. in our lyrics as well. We try to speak exactly what's written. And, whether, and that takes the pressure off us, actually, yeah. in songwriting, too, because it's like, hey, and, and whether, you know what? This, is what? this is what God says. Yeah, this is what God says, and we're going to sing what he says. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether a record label likes it or radio mm-hmm. likes it or doesn't, it doesn't matter to us at this point, whether mm-hmm. it gets on Caleb and in the rotation. I mean, yeah, it'd be awesome to reach all those people, sure, but sure. we know that, that the writing is true. It's, mm-hmm. it's the acoustic truth. It's the Bible. And so yeah. it's like God had that planned, um, the whole time. And it's just, yeah. it's been so interesting seeing the name unfold. And by the way, it pops up in everyone's iTunes is like the first. So AC, like I've noticed that I'm like, Hey, Not that works land. Not land. Yeah. <laughs> on the playlist. It's the first thing alphabetical order. <laughs> there you go. So what, what's happening next with you guys? Yeah. So we're going to continue. We're doing lives on wings of encouragement. We've done stuff on God's four and one. We're going to continue partnering with a lot of these like Facebook pages that we've, we've kind of built a connection over the years with and really just try to do this live prayer and worship and pray for Mm -hmm. people and just continue to write. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got some things in the works with children's songs that we want to work with. That God has put on our heart. Having Jeremiah, you know, we're, we're, you know, singing different things and, uh, and how old is Jeremiah right now? Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. And Naomi, she's, uh, That's a perfect age for kids' songs. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So we have that, like, you know, um, and that's something that lights up my face right now, that God is speaking to us saying, hey, guys, this is what I want you to do. And, you know, we're seeking his guidance, saying, God, how do you want us to do this? In what fashion do we want? You know, there's so many outlets. You know, we see, we have the Facebook Lives that are, that are helpful for um, reaching people and God has that platform established Mm -hmm. for us there, but trying to figure out how to reach the hearts of children, because I think kids, 
that's where I wish I could have intervened and spoken to myself not to be fearful about things and being able to say that I just want Jeremiah and Naomi to know Jesus and love him and understand his peace that he gives that the world can't. And um, that's something we both want. And to be able to do that for other kids, how much, like, can't bring a bigger smile to God's face. I know I keep bringing that up about his smiling his face, but that's just kind of just well, what, having that heart. faith like a child mm-hmm. too, and just being able to impact. I mean, because looking back at myself when I was at the younger age, I wish I had that. And, and like I said, my parents were were great. Like they they brought us to church. Like I, I their love was was fantastic for us. Um, but for me, it, it's interesting. Like I wish I would have had some some of these people to come to me with maybe these children's songs or just teaching me from like a child standpoint. And Sarah is one of those people that can make anything fun. She can make going to the dentist fun for kids. Like I think she was a I think she's like part time clown. Doesn't realize it. The kids love. Her. She's got a great connections with kids, with kids in general, and she has a way of like teaching them. So we've decided to take that to the next level. It's still in its branding phase, and we're still kind of building the project. But we've written sure. a bunch of songs. We're going to continue. We're going to put out another album. Um, we're going to do a basically an acoustic album with just stringed instruments mm-hmm. uh, coming out this year. I uh, don't have a release date yet, but we're going to record probably twelve songs, twelve new mm-hmm. songs that have been unheard, unreleased that we've mm-hmm. been writing. And then we're going to do this children's project and uh, really looking forward to just reaching as many people as we can. You know, I think we've realized up to this point that like what, however God wants to use us again, we're putting it in his hands mm-hmm. and hopefully doors will open up to that. We can reach more people and we need to lose that personal gratification as far as like, Oh, we're, we've made it here. We've done this, this, and this, and more so just about like, how did this song impact someone? Like, are we singing this song for the right reasons? And I think like, we've both have just agreed that like, you know what, we're doing this solely for God going forward. Um, we're going to put the work in. He wants us to put the work in, but if it's meant to be, it's going to be meant to be. If it's not, he's he's, going to use us in a different way. He's Mm -hmm. still going to use us, but we're less caught up now about radio plays and more so about, okay, how can we use the platforms that we have right now to reach the people that need it that maybe don't have radio? Mm -hmm. Mm. So, yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So you talked about these different platforms and the Facebook uh, pages and things like that. How do we find you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your website, Facebook? All that yeah, kind of so our, our website is uh, com, and you can see tour dates. You can see um, our albums on there. You can see all the social media links. Um, sorry, the baby's crying. <laughs> Oh boy! Um, you can see all the social media links on there, but I would say our probably our biggest platform right now that we're constantly engaging and interacting with people is through Facebook. So mm-hmm. if they follow us on just under Acoustic Truth, they can feel free to reach reach out if they got prayer requests. We do that all the time on the lives for people that need prayers. Um, they can just reach out directly through Facebook or through our website. There's a, a an email that you can reach out to or a little text cool. box that people can ask questions and it'll get sent to my email directly so twitter facebook instagram website youtube uh we're under acoustic truth we get a bunch of music videos out there so if people want to subscribe and and hear some of the music that we have coming out um they can they can go there that's awesome well thank you guys for your time 
I really appreciated this as kind of a little cherry on top of this Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Would you mind just uh, praying for the listeners here? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. And blessing uh, them. Yeah. So, dear gracious God, we just give you thanks and praise for the opportunity to just just talk about you and talk about how good you are. Uh, we thank you for, for John and, and Along the Way podcast. And we just continue to, to pray for the blessings and just allow... Um, his work to, to get out there to reach people throughout the world. Um, we give you thanks for the opportunity just to be on here tonight. And we ask that um, people are impacted and, and hopefully um, driven to, to find out more about you. And we just give you thanks and praise for, for all the blessings that you've bestowed upon us and just waking up uh, today and just having the opportunity to, to take another breath. Uh, we give you all the glory and we just thank you so much for all of these blessings and, and just ask for special prayers and guidance for all these listeners today um, that, that they can find comfort, healing, and strength through your word. And, and we just give you thanks for all of these things and ask you to con- continue to bless us um, through your son, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, Ryan and Sarah, thank you so much for allowing me to join you along your way. Appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Hopefully we can come back again soon, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Did I just invite ourselves? <laughs> of course you did. That's great. We'll, bring, we'll send you some ice cream sundays in the mail. Yeah, though. you'll get some ice cream from us. <laughs> Ryan and Sarah are a gifted couple that love the Lord and want to desperately be used by Him to encourage and bless people. Their music really ministers to the soul, and its simplicity makes the truth behind their lyrics accessible to everyone. I appreciate their honesty in this conversation and how Ryan didn't really want to be all in the Christian music world. The test that he gave Sarah to write a song in 30 minutes led to one of my favorite songs that I've heard from them. The song that she wrote, Come to Me, is a plea from God to us to trust him with all of our circumstances. No matter what you're going through, joy and gladness, sorrow or pain, you can always come to the embrace of Father God, where you will find rest and peace. Jesus made that way for you to be accepted and loved no matter where you are right now. Jesus is right there saying, come to me. His arms are wide open and he will embrace you and forgive you. If you would like to come to God's loving embrace, just stop what you are doing right now and honestly say to him in your own words, God, I am far from you right now but I know that you aren't far from me. My sin has divided us, but I repent from those things right now, and I ask for your forgiveness. I've tried to be the leader of my life, but I have fallen and come up empty time and time again. Right now, I decide to put you, Jesus, in the rightful place in my life and make you the leader of my future from today forward. Thank you, Jesus, that through your death on the cross and your resurrection, My life is made clean through your salvation. I receive your forgiveness. I love you, Jesus. Help me to live for you from now on. Amen. If you made a sincere decision and declaration like that one, I want you to know that you are accepted and loved by God. Please let someone know that you made that very important decision. You can reach out to me if you'd like, but please let someone in your life know that you are forgiven and your life is changed because of Jesus. Ryan and Sarah's life plan was changed for the better when they totally surrendered to Christ. Ryan even said that if he had the chance to do it all over and be a professional baseball player, 
he would choose the path that led him to Sarah and Acoustic Truth all over again. Ryan and Sarah aren't full-time music artists right now. Ryan has a full-time office job that he goes to, and Sarah is a full-time mom. They make time to pursue their God-given calling in music ministry, and I believe that one day soon they will be able to be full-time artists. I think that most often life doesn't go as planned. I know that's been the case in my life, but God is able to lead us in His path, and that's the best path. The verse that I believe that God has given to me to hold on to for 2020 is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. I'm learning that more and more every day. As you are going along your way, I pray that you learn to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and He will direct your path too. For more information about Ryan and Sarah Knott, you can check out their website, AcousticTruthOfficial.com. Thank you for listening to Along the Way. If you've enjoyed joining me along my way, please share this episode with a friend who you think will be encouraged by this podcast. Also, please rate and review Along the Way on iTunes. That helps more people discover Along the Way. And please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at my website, alongtheway.media. I hope that you've enjoyed this part of my journey. And may you realize when Jesus is walking with you along your way.